0: On Sunday, it begins. The Chris Tabor era is here. How will the Carolina Panthers respond after firing Frank Reich? We'll break it all down on this Locked On NFL crossover Thursday edition of Locked On Panthers.
1: You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Bucks and Locked on Panthers, your daily podcasts covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am James Yarko, one of the hosts of Locked on Bucks, joined by Julian Council, the host of Locked on Panthers. You can check out both of these shows five days a week covering your favorite team in the NFL. And of course, this crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest, most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PricePix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL, all lowercase, for a first deposit match up to $100. The biggest matchups and the most important players coming up for you in just a little bit. But Julian, let's start things off by reminding you of something that you said just a few months back <laughs> about how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers we're going to return to their rightful place of obscurity at the bottom of the NFC south. Now, that sounded a lot better when i reminded Ross of it during the Bucks Saints uh, crossover <laughs> when the Bucks were going to 3 and 1, but still uh the Panthers are down there at uh at the bottom. So just you know, i reminded my listeners of it on yesterday's episode wanted to make sure you remembered the uh the shots that you fired my way during the divisional crossover.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I remember. And here's the thing, James. If you're gonna dish it, you better be able to take it. And I, oh, I can absolutely take it. <laughs> I can take it. And that's like all in the fun. Like I love when we do those previews because honestly, like how much did I really pay attention to the Bucks this offseason? Not that much, but it's Tampa Bay. Y- y- you think about it. Yeah, fine. They've won a Super Bowl or two, whatever. They don't have Tom Brady. They struggled last year without Brady. We saw a Baker did here in Carolina, even though I'll say the situation he stepped into obviously wasn't great. I thought that he would play better, which he has so far this season. So, yeah, you're, you're right to, to call me out as the Panthers sit at 1-10. and ten. They're on uh, the seventh head coach upcoming for David Tepper once we get to the offseason in his seven seasons as the Panthers' uh, owner. But you, you were someone, too, after one week, because the Bucs are the only team to win week one, to start talking trash. Like, okay, a little premature, but apparently it wasn't. So uh, credit to <laughs> you, my friend, for, uh, for being consistent here as we enter this week 13 matchup.
1: I'll still argue that Baker's the best starting quarterback in the division. It it just, you know, none o- no one in the division is any good. So uh, but let's go ahead and start things off with the the biggest stories surrounding these two teams. And and I'm gonna kick it off to you because you are the the visiting team this week. And I'm I'm sure your biggest story is something that we've talked about on our show over the past couple of days. But what is the biggest story for the Carolina Panthers heading into this game?
0: Yeah, the Carolina Panthers are going to be without another starting guard. Chandler Zavala is going on IR, probably out for the rest of the season. Now, okay, Frank Reich's been fired. Uh, <laughs> not <laughs> Black Monday came early again here in Carolina for the second year in a row. Matt Rule made it through five weeks. Frank Reich only made it through – 12 weeks, 11 games here this season. It's the uh, second shortest tenure for NFL head coach who made it to the regular season. Of course, the shortest was Bill Belichick waking up and really realizing that, oh my God, did I just accept the New York Jets job and deciding to back out of that? And that helped him get a bust in Canton. So congratulations to Bill Belichick, who according to Ben Volan of the Boston Globe may be the Carolina Panthers next head coach. Which is funny because <laughs> David Tepper, the owner here, just told us, on Tuesday, that ideally his next coach would be here for the next 20 to 30 years and eulogize him at his funeral. Bill Belichick's, what, 71 years old? Is he going to be coaching until he's 91 or 100 years old? And then eulogizing David Tepper? I don't think that's going to be the case. But yeah, Frank Reich's no longer here. It's pretty simple why. The offense was god-awful. They traded up to get Bryce Young. His development has been um, not developing. It's been bad offensively. So when you get an experienced offensive coach, and you bring in a quarterback, and it looks like this. Well, this is the response. Now, I feel like Frank Reich probably should have been fired on an actual Black Monday in January. He's a respected coach in the NFL. He has Super Bowl ring. He's had one of the greatest comebacks in NFL history when he was a football player uh, for the Bills. I just think David Tepper could have shown him a little bit more respect. This was always inevitable. I don't see how this helps Bryce Young to end out the season. But for Frank Reich's sake, he gets to move on with the rest of his life and not have to worry about David Tepper having me- weekly meetings with him and stressing him the hell out.
1: Yeah, he gets a nice $30 million vacation now. Uh, because what was it? The, the Panthers are paying $70 million to head coaches that are no longer with the team between uh Reich and Rule there. Not my money. <laughs> so I'm not counting. I'm I'm out of David Tepper's pockets. That's on him. Yeah, that that's true, but that's why you know it's great to be a coach. Those coaches' contracts are guaranteed, and if things don't work out well, then you get a nice big fat vacation. Uh, The the biggest story surrounding the Buccaneers this week is, of course, the overwhelming uncertainty around the team. They've lost six to their six of their last seven after a three and one start, and Todd Bowles is on the hot seat. There are far more people calling for Todd Bowles head than there are saying to keep him like David uh, said just the other day on Locked on Bucks. And, you know, I, I wouldn't be opposed to Todd Bowles staying personally because of the ripple effect that he has. If Todd Bowles leaves, you have this huge change in the entire coaching staff, which means a change in philosophies. That means you're losing. Baker Mayfield is your quarterback, which may or may not be a good thing. We don't know. But then is Mike Evans going to want to stick around for another head coach and another rebuild? Is Levante David going to want to stick around? Are they going to move on from Devin White? There's a lot of of dominoes that fall if Todd Bowles is fired. But on top of the outside noise, you have the issues on the field. And that's the injury bug striking again. And it's not just you know, a couple of players here and there. It is key players for this football team that are hurt. Levante David, Jamel Dean, Baker Mayfield, Devin White, Tristan Wirfs, Yaya Diaby, who's come on strong the last couple of weeks, Carlton Davis. These are all key players for the Buccaneers that are all dealing with some sort of injury. Levante David and Jamel Dean did not play last week. I honestly don't expect either of them to play this week. Baker Mayfield uh, injured his ankle against the, the Indianapolis Colts. He seems like he's going to be all right in play. Devin White has been limited all season long. Tristan Wirfs, not the same guy on that injured ankle. So there's a lot of issues going on there. And as I mentioned at the at the top of the show, both of these teams still have a chance to win the division. The Buccaneers are in better shape than the Panthers because they don't need as much help. You take a look at the Bucs' schedule, they need to sweep the remaining division games Uh, two against the Panthers, one against the Falcons, one against the Saints, then go at least one and one between the Packers and the Jags. And all of a sudden you're looking at a nine and uh, a nine win football team and probably the winner of the NFC South. So lots of coaches and players looking over their shoulders right now, which can either bring them together for a late season run or cause the tailspin to come to an end in a fiery, fiery crash. So you said they've lost six out of their last seven. Mm hmm.
0: So, so the Bucks still stink. Like I said, they would. Just Panthers.
1: Yeah, and a lot of it is is (laughs) it's self inflicted wounds. It's it's pre snap penalties. It's holding penalties that negate big plays. It's blown coverages by. Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, Ryan Neal has been the most egregious offender of that this year. Um, so, I mean, they, they've they shown all the talent in the world. They go toe-to-toe with the Bills. They they hung in against the Eagles there for a while, but then they lose to the Colts. They get their doors blown off by the Falcons. It's, it's just, you know, it's a matter of not if, but when they're going to hurt themselves. Is this a lot of the same stuff you saw
0: last year from a team that, messed around with a bad division that it took until week 17 against a Panthers team that had fired the coach after five weeks for them to lock up the division. Is this like a lot of the same stuff you saw last year? You feel like
1: similar, but not, not a lot of the same. I mean, the self-inflicted wounds were an issue last year, but you know, you're talking about a a offensive line that was made up of second and third stringers outside of Tristan worse last year. You're talking Mm about, uh, you know, there were, calling guys up from the practice squad to play in the secondary because of injuries there. And, uh, you know, you had Antoine Winfield Jr. In and out of the lineup and, and it was a big mess there, but yeah, I mean, still some of the, the similar blown coverages, pre-snap penalties, things that just continue to hurt themselves. And at what point do you look at it and you go, you know what, that's on coaches, not, not on players. They're not, they're not getting these guys to stop doing this and and you have to point the finger somewhere. Yeah. So with that, we are going to talk about the biggest matchups that are going to decide this game. That is coming up next on A Crossover Thursday here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. PrizePix is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America, and they are the easiest, most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers, so instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and sharks, you pick more than or less than on a 2-6 to player stat projection and watch the winnings roll in. PrizePix is really simple to play, and I can make my picks and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types Are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app? This week, I'm going with Baker Mayfield to have less than 240 and a half passing yards, Mike Evans more. Than 65 and a half receiving yards. Adam Thielen more than 61 and a half receiving yards Rashad white more than 57.7 rushing yards and Bryce young more than 192 and a half passing yards. Go to pricefix.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL all over case for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Thank you again for making Locked On Panthers and Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Locked On has launched the first ever 24 7 streaming channel on YouTube. Make sure you check out Locked on sports today to uh, to get all the latest on all the sports, the biggest stories, plus local experts covering those stories. Unlike anyone else, the first ever 24-7 streaming sports channel on YouTube. You got to check it out. You'll see me. You'll see Julian. Uh, but mostly you'll probably see, you know, the Chiefs, the Eagles. Good teams, the the Dolphins, you know, teams that matter. Um, All right. Well, Julian, every every game is going to boil down to a couple of key matchups. So what is the matchup that you're looking towards if the Panthers are going to get a win in this one?
0: Well, the Panthers are going to have to protect Bryce Young. They have not done that very well at all. And the vulnerability that we've seen with this offense, aside from, well, everything, uh, has been the interior of the offensive line. They have started, not started, but they have played nine different guard combinations this season. And of those nine, it does not include Brady Christensen, the starting left guard, or Austin Corbett, the starting right guard, who are both out for the rest of the season. Christensen with a bicep injury and Corbett with another knee injury at surgery on Wednesday. So hopefully he'll be back next season. We'll see what the pants decide to do with him this off season, but not great. They got guys like Brett Toth, Cade Mays and Nash Jensen, who are the only active guards uh, on the roster right now. They have a couple on the practice squad, JD DiRienzo, who's a undrafted free agent They have Justin McCray, who's a veteran they have Gabe Jackson. who They just signed on Wednesday. So the guard spots, uh, pretty concerning and Chandler Zavala was someone who started seven games for them this year he went on IR with his own knee injury and I imagine with only six games left there's not much reason to bring him back uh this year and even when he was playing he struggled in all seven of those starts whether it was at left guard or right guard so yeah those guards Brett Toth, Cade Mays, Nats Jensen or the guys that they had called up from the practice squad against Vita Vea, probably not going to go well as it did not go well last week against Jeffrey Simmons, as it did not go well the week before when the Dallas Cowboys lined up Micah Parsons uh, into the interior of the offensive line, just like it hasn't gone well all season long. So that is the key for the Carolina Panthers. Can you protect Bryce Young and not have pressure up his face all day long? If you can't, what's they're unlikely to do because of the situation at guard? Then, well, you're looking at loss number 11, and maybe it's not all Frank Reich as a problem here in Carolina
1: it's it's funny you say that because my biggest matchup is indeed the Bucks pass rush against the Panthers O-line <laughs> slash Bryce Young. And and for the locked on Bucks listeners that don't know, and, and please correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but Bryce Young's been sacked 40 times this year. That's almost four times per game. He's been sacked on 10% of his dropbacks and he has almost an interception per game plus six fumbles. So this poor kid, who was supposed to come in and, you know, be the the guy for the Carolina Panthers, not only has, you know, outsiders saying, well, the Panthers made a mistake and didn't take C.J. Stroud uh, over him, uh, he's facing pressure on 24% of his dropbacks. So basically one in four, that's not good for a rookie. And diving in, you know, getting pressure on, on young early seems to have a ripple effect throughout the game. And even in a clean pocket young has a 63.3% completion percentage. And that's probably not entirely on him. You know, not all incompletions are on the quarterback, just like, you know, not all interceptions are on the quarterback. That needs to be a stat wide receiver interceptions. Um, It also says to me that he's probably feeling pressure even when it's not there because pressure is cumulative. So if he feels it early, he's going to speed up that internal clock and make some mistakes. His catchable pass rate, 69.3%, which is 37th in the NFL. That's not good. So as you mentioned, the pressure from the interior, Vita Vea, Kalaja Kansi, plus pressure from the edges with Shaq Barrett, Yaya Diaby, Joe Tryon, and then we all know that Todd Bowles loves to blitz. He'll bring Devin White. He'll bring Antoine Winfield Jr. He'll bring Servossier Dennis. Uh, Christian Izzy will come in on corner blitzes. D. Delaney will come in on blitzes. Uh, if you get to young early and set that tone, it's probably going to be a real long day for the Panthers offense.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, this is going to be remember the Titans, Coach Yost. You blitz all night. Like, that's what they should be doing. And that's what Brian Flores did with the Vikings earlier in the season. That was a game where the Panthers, honestly, they had control. They were driving down the field, hoping to go up by two scores for a second time. Then they don't protect. Bryce Sean gets sacked. He fumbles. And that turns into a touchdown. And that's really been the case with a lot of turnovers the Carolina Panthers have had this season where their opponents, they're not turning into three. They're turning into six. And the Panthers have not been able to capitalize whenever their defense has gotten takeaways, which I think they only have like seven on the year. So it's rarely does that ever happen. It's going to be difficult to see a path forward if they cannot find a way to protect. But considering the situation with the help there uh, with the guards and the offensive line, and then even Bradley Bosen has not played well at center. I think a big reason is the fact that continuity is such a big piece of the offensive line play, and people like to ignore that. He has not played well in his own right, but I do think not having Christensen next to him and Corbin on the other side has not helped him this season, having a bunch of guys. Like Brett Toth made his second career start uh, last week. Cade Mays, he's a second-year player that has not played that much. Nash Jensen had not played a snap in the NFL. He's a UDFA at a North Dakota State. He had not played a snap until last week. It's not a great situation there. And even the tackles like Ikiakuan, Aquanu has not been great this season, and that's really been a major disappointment for a guy who the Panthers took six overall a year ago. He was the top player offensively on the board in that draft in 2022. So let's see what it works out. I mean, they got to find a way to maybe get Adam Thielen open this week. I know the Titans, they double-teamed him last week, knowing that he's the only option out there that can hurt you at age 33 here in the NFL with Panthers. So we'll see what they're able to do. I know Thomas Brown's going to take over play calling. I don't expect anything to change because he is also the same guy uh, a couple weeks ago who still didn't have a good offense, and he helped build this offense with Frank Reich. So I don't know what really can change uh, over the last couple of days to all of a sudden you know, put some – pixie dust on this offense and it not be as bad as it's been.
1: So who's going to be the most important player for the Panthers this Sunday? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, maybe Derek
0: Brown, Brian Burns, like those guys uh, getting pressure on Baker, forcing turnovers like that's that's it. That's the only way the Panthers are not going to protect Bryce. That's likely going to lead the turnovers like it did last week against the Titans front and like it did against Dallas. So the only way to be able to stay in the game is to be able to get some takeaways. So they're going to need guys like Brian Burns, who has not had the season that I think a lot of people hoped, especially when he had the hold-in at the start of the season where he wants a new contract, and we still have no idea where that's going to go. Derek Brown has been excellent this year, but he's not really somebody who's going to be much of a pass rusher uh, up the middle and J.C. Horn doesn't look like he's going to play. I don't really see much point in playing him at this point in time. He has to be off of IR by Monday. Otherwise, he's out for the rest of the season. Don't know what the benefit is of playing him in the final five games of the season considering so are going to be changing things up. And he's still under contract next year. I think the fifth-year option, it's pretty clearly they're not going to pick that up come Bay. So, yeah, Burns, Brown, Luvu, those guys. I mean, the defense, if they can get turnovers, which they have shown they won't. So we'll see
1: yeah i i can't remember the exact stat off the top of my head but i think baker has something like seven turnovers in his last four games or or something to that effect so he has been turning the ball over lately and like in that colts game some of them have been just terrible decisions he threw into triple coverage um to try to get mike evans the the football and it got picked off some of them you know are the complete opposite he had a pass go to chris godwin they got batted directly into the air got intercepted um you know just kind of those fluky type of situations but turnovers can be had by the uh by the panthers defense if they're going to be opportunistic in this one for the bucks the most important player it's mike evans uh i've i've given up on trying to convince anyone inside the buccaneers building that are listening to get chris godwin more involved so mike evans Almost 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns against the Panthers over his career. And in that last game, of course, he went for over 200 and the hat trick. He's only 150 yards away from 1,000 yards again. Because that's just what Mike Evans does. And, and I just don't think the the Panthers have the corners that are going to match up great against him. He's going to be a matchup advantage all day long. Uh, and he's been far and away the top contributor to the Bucks' offense. So throw it to him early. Throw it to him often. Throw it short. Throw it medium. Throw it deep. Just throw it to 13 all day long. Just And that was don't stop. And that was the difference the last time these two teams played late last season
0: and that the facto NFC South game where C.J. Henderson had a step up. Keith Taylor, he had Dante Jackson out, J.C. Horn out. And Dante will be there this year. But Dante Jackson, is he's been up and down this season coming back from the Achilles injury. So we'll see what he's able to do. But, yeah, Mike Evans, I would expect him and Chris Gobbin to probably win the day again against these Panther
1: DBs. All right. So what has to go right and score predictions? That's coming up next here on a crossover Thursday episode of Locked on Bucks and Locked on Panthers. Did the game go to timeout? Time to order in with DoorDash. Is it halftime? That's ordering time. Two minute warning. You guessed it. That's your cue to order in. Order for whatever craving strikes you. Maybe you're in the mood for a Cuban sandwich and potato balls from Cuban Express. Maybe today's more of a shell seafood kind of day, or you're grabbing some wings from Shamrock's Ale House. All of your favorite restaurants and stores from retail to grocery. Are on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready. Get prepared before the game and stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all of your tailgate gear on DoorDash. Then get ready to watch your team win. Get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the Doordash app and enter code Locked23, subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget. Use code LOCKED23, L-O-C-K-E-D, the number two, the number three. For 50% off, up to a $10 value on your first order. When you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more, subject to change, terms apply. Score this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's hundred and fifty bucks if your team wins. The Buccaneers are currently five and a half point favorites to beat the coachless Carolina Panthers this weekend. The over-under on total points is 37.5 and the Bucks are minus 220 favorites on the money line. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and score this NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Wrapping things up here on a crossover Thursday, locked on Panthers, locked on Bucks. Julian, what has to go right for the Carolina Panthers to win on Sunday and keep those playoff dreams alive? Oh,
0: yes, the playoff dreams. Someone uh, sent this to me earlier today, and I told them, sir. I need you to stop snorting that H-O-P-E. There is no more hope for the rest of the season. They're 1-10. They fired their coach. And even though Frank Reich's gone, yesterday's problems are still today's problems. They have no more guards. They cannot protect Bryce Young. Even the guys expected to protect Bryce Young, like Ikiakuanu, have not protected Bryce Young all season long. I saw a nice little chart today as well showing how Terrace Marshall... Uh, DJ Chark, Jonathan Mingo, some of the top receivers for the Carolina Panthers have the worst separation in the NFL. Receivers can't get open unless it's Adam Thielen. They can't run the football in large part because they shouldn't have paid Miles Sanders. He's not been the same guy. And the offensive line is not very good at run blocking, just like they're not good at pass protecting. The defense has actually played fairly well post by considering all the injuries that they've had. But they do not get takeaways. And I just found it hilarious last Sunday, uh, the last time we heard from Frank Reich, when he's saying, Yeah, you, the defense has got to get more takeaways to help you out. Frank, what you need to do is score more points, which you have not done. They are only able to get one touchdown a week. That, that is the maximum out there allowed. Uh, so one touchdown would not be good enough for the Carolina Panthers. So, yes, they went out and they get some help. They can make the playoffs, but 7-10 and ain't happening. Playoffs is not happening, and it's only about five and a half more weeks until we can finally move on to who's going to be the next head coach and probably next general manager and start thinking about brighter days here in Carolina, which may still be very far away considering that David Tupper, the owner, doesn't realize that he is the problem. So what do they need to do right I don't really care. I'm just more upset this game's at 4 o'clock on Sunday. Why is it not at 1 o'clock? Why are we, why are we having to watch this game late in the day? Why would they flex this game? That makes no sense to me.
1: You know, I was talking to somebody on, on my Wednesday episode, and he said that he thinks it's because CBS only has the one national game this week, and so they wanted to move a game to 1 o'clock to be the national broadcast, and then move the game that nobody wants to watch to a time slot that nobody's going to have to watch it. It works out great for me because my son has a hockey game at one thirty, So, you, you know, I'll, I'll get to watch the whole thing now. But uh, what has to go right for the Buccaneers to win this one? It's pretty easy. Don't beat yourself. There's absolutely no reason that the Buccaneers shouldn't beat the Carolina Panthers. They are a better football team than the Carolina Panthers. Oddly enough, they are better coached than the Carolina Panthers. The problem is they love hurting themselves. Don't, you know, march down the field and score, whether it's a field goal or a a touchdown, and then proceed to have three consecutive three and outs before you score again. Maybe don't leave a tight end wide open 30 yards down the field on fourth and one because you sell out for the run. Maybe remember to cover Adam Thielen, unlike what they did in the first half against the Colts, leaving Michael Pittman Jr. open all half long don't beat yourself the stupid penalties the stupid turnovers the stupid blown coverages you do that against the panthers they will beat you so it's pretty simple go back to basics and uh you know take care of your responsibilities we have talked a lot about this game julian uh you don't sound very confident in the panthers ability to get the upset in tampa mind you this is a team that has lost six of their last seven. So since the Buccaneers came out of their bye week, they have the same record as the Carolina Panthers. So who do you got in this one? And what's the score?
0: That's interesting because I, I remember talking to Marcus Mosier of Locked On Cowboys. And he was telling me about, oh, yeah, this is a game. The Cowboys could be looking ahead of it like the they could get in a bad position and lose this game. They, they, Dallas won by 23. And what was the de facto home game? Because no one showed up to watch the Panthers play at home. It was another stadium takeover, which have become a tradition unlike any other here in Charlotte, North Carolina, unfortunately. Thanks a lot, David Tepper. And, of course, all the transplants <laughs> that have moved to our city. Um, but as far as the game goes, again, It doesn't matter. Uh, We're just all trying to get to the offseason. I don't anticipate they're going to win because I don't anticipate they can protect Bryce Young. And if you cannot protect your quarterback, I know people want to talk a lot about Bryce Young and his struggles. It's Football's a line of scrimmage game, guys. It's really that simple. It, it, yes, there's more complicated things about it, but these coaches act like this is like rocket science the game was so complicated, it wouldn't be the most watched event in television here in America every single year. So clearly it's not that complicated. You got to be able to protect. You got to be able to run the football. You got to be able to get after the passer on the defensive line and stop the run. The Panthers don't do any of those things well, so I do not think they're going to win this game. That's part of the reason why they're 1-10. in So yeah, Bucs are going to win. I'm going to watch it gonna be hanging out and it'll be fun get to order some doordash get some pizza get some wings drink some beers i suppose to just pass the time but yeah bucks they'll cover too, because the panthers only covered one time this
1: season yeah i'm also gonna take the bucks in this one i got a score of 20 to 13 which i guess i nailed it you said they're only allowed to have one touchdown a game so that's, that's what the I, uh, that's what i went with um but yeah it, it If the Bucs lose this game, I encourage all your listeners to listen to the meltdown the following week on Locked on Bucks about how the season is absolutely over. I'm sure they will find it to be quite comical um, and it'll really be a good time for for everybody involved. Uh, It's possible that that my listeners will be mad that
0: the Panthers have hurt their second round pick. That's what they'll be upset about.
1: Yeah, yeah. We got to find something
0: else. They won't hurt
1: it that much.
0: Well, the people will be like, we could have the first pick in the second round. Now we only have the second pick
1: in the second round. <laughs> oh, goodness. People just love to complain. That's that's what it really boils down to because we get the same thing, uh, you know, about different, you know, not, not draft scenarios so much as just different things going on in Buck's world. But with that, we are going to bid you all a fair adieu every day, or make sure you are coming back tomorrow as Julian is going to put a bow on the preview this week, just like David and I will over at locked on bucks, follow on Twitter at Julian Council at Jay underscore bucks. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy. And thank you so much for joining us right here on a Crossover Thursday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.